Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. What a day we have today. I'm really, really honored to have a man that knows what he's talking about, knows the markets, knows where they're going to go, and has been right on target and calling the, um, the direction of them. And more than that, you know, about the whole bigger picture in economics and geopolitics or the economic, geopolitical economics. And it's Gregory Manorino. And uh, Gregory, what's the name of that site of yours again? Traderschoice.net. Traderschoice.net. And this guy is the trader's choice. He's been writing for the Trends Journal now for a couple of years. And one of the article after another has been right on target. And today is Thursday, April, was it? Uh, 21st. 20 what? 2 1. 2 1. I'm never good at dates. So it's April 21st. So as we're going on the air now, um, it's uh, mid-afternoon, Eastern time. And when the markets opened up this morning, they were popping way, way up there. Uh, mm-hmm. And now as we go on the air, they were down about, uh, last time I looked, about 15 or 30 points. Mm-hmm. So um, they've, been, they've been bouncing back and forth. Uh, what, what's your take on the markets today, just as today's going on? Well, today, like you said, we were, we were off to the races early on, and then we got a couple of pieces of uh, information or threats or promises or whatever bullshit. Let's just call it that. <laughs> uh, seriously, out of the mouth of, of, of Fed President Mary Daly, who doesn't know if she's a man or a woman. Pardon me for saying that, but that's really the truth. And then we got Powell, both of them here. Uh, explaining how the Federal Reserve is going to be very aggressive moving forward, possibly a 50 basis point hike, a whole 50 basis point hike for the federal funds rate come next month uh, because they're just so serious about fighting inflation. Oh, they're going to really put an end to it. No, Uh, it's just it's a complete joke. And the joke is being played on the people of not just the United States, of the world, Gerald. We have runaway central banks, none more so than the Federal Reserve, who despite the rhetoric, the bullshit, the catch it, the dog shit, whatever is coming out of their mouth, they're going to continue to inflate, keep rates suppressed, make sure the wealth is moving right up to the one and two percenters, screw everybody else and they don't care. So that's what the market is doing. The market is like like a, a sensitive little child. You say the wrong thing and it just overreacts all the time. And that's how you capitalize on it by understanding the market, how it works like that. But that's why the market reversed from its highs earlier, several hundred points on the Dow to being negative slightly as we are doing this. The market doesn't want to hear this stuff, but once it digests it, Uh, On top of all the continuing bad round after round economic news market, in in my view, and I've been saying this for the longest time, we are in a corrective phase, which this market clearly needed. The easy money is not going to stop. So understanding that macro picture, this market's going higher. I have no doubt. We are right now like 5%, 6 maybe off of a record high with regard to the S&P 500 or the broader market. We're going to get there. This market is going to hit new record highs this year. I am certain of it. I've been betting on it. I've been putting my money where my mouth is. And and my calls have been pretty damn good. I'm not right all the time. All right? Nobody is. Just the way it is. We're humans. Of course, it's not right all. Yeah, but you look at your right. Your your track record is excellent. Powell says, taming inflation, quote, absolutely essential. (laughs) <laughs> and a 50 basis point hike possible for May. 
um, as you said, the woman that, you know, you don't know whether she's a man or a woman. As I say, they said the inflation was temporary. Then they said it was transitory. So now it's transgendatory because we have to be proper here. <laughs> you know, what a bunch of crap. As you pointed out, a 50 basis point rate hike. What, what's inflation running at? 8.5%? 8.5. They and the real number is, is, is double that, according oh, to John that. Williams. Mm -hmm. Shadow yeah. stats. It's incredible. So a 50 basis points is nothing. It's still negative territory when you put yeah. inflation into a deep in negative territory. Exactly. But here's the other deal, though. Um, this inflation is really going to be taking off because yes, of the stupid sanctions they put on Russia. And mm -hmm. again, out of the mouth of Biden, he said, oh, the sanctions aren't going to deter Putin. Okay, then why are you doing them? I'll tell you why we're doing them. Because we're arrogant, stupid psychopaths. And everything we've done as a federal government has turned to crap. We don't know how to fight a war or win a war. I haven't won one since World War II. But we'll throw out the crap on how what's going on there, what's next, and what it means. In the meantime, inflation is skyrocketing. Now, will they be forced to jack rates up to that 3.54% range? <laughs> I think I absolutely feel that uh, we are going to see rates move higher, but I don't think that we're going to slow down inflation just via raising rates here. The, the Federal Reserve, in my view, has no intention whatsoever, despite what's coming out of their mouth, to actually stop asset purchases. You know, people don't understand how the whole system works. The Fed is not magical. They're not like some kind of gods or anything. When the Federal Reserve is saying this is our target rate with regard to whatever the rate they're trying to, you know, target, they have to get into the market and make it happen. They got to create cash magically out of thin air and get in here and buy the debt to keep the rates suppressed the way they are. Uh, no one knows what real rates would be had the market if the market were allowed to establish a fair value here. But the truth of the matter is the joke that the Federal Reserve is throwing on all of us is in order for, even if, for example, they were going to raise rates high enough to fight inflation, they would have to raise the benchmark higher than the current rate of inflation. Otherwise, they're guaranteeing more inflation is going to hit us. And it is. We're not, we haven't seen anything yet with regard to inflation here. It's going to get much, much worse moving forward for a lot of reasons. Like you said, sanctions are playing right into it here. We have the, the, the race to the bottom with regard to global currencies being issued by central banks. They're not going to stop. Um, and, you know, th this mechanism in place right now, again, of crisis to crisis to crisis, so they can simply throw cash at them, is another mechanism yet to pull cash out of the future to keep hyperinflating the debt bubble. It's a backdoor way of doing it. They're going to prolong every single crisis. Not only that, they're going to create new ones. Okay, we have an energy crisis, a food crisis, or this crisis, or that crisis. They're going to keep doing it. It's it's. Crisis economics 101, and that's what they're doing. Crisis economics. That's, that's very well put. Now let's go back to this inflation thing. Yeah. What if they pull a Volcker? <laughs> I would be very interesting. Uh, I know people are talking about something like that. If they were to do that, 
Okay. What would it mean? It means that this market is going down and it's going way down and, and they're not done in my view. They're not going to allow it in, at least yet. Okay. Well, we need to watch here. Look, I watch the dynamics of this market every day. That's all I do. And I don't focus at all, really slightly on the stock market itself. I look at the drivers. The main driver of this market is interest rates, more specifically the 10-year yield, the benchmark. Okay. Now, we need to keep our eyes on this. I explained to people a while back we were going to see the 10-year yield settle above two, and that's exactly what it did do. Now we're getting all this talks about further rate hikes, which are coming. So we're going to settle above three. Now, once we settle above three, that's when we need to start opening our eyeballs a little bit. Because if we start seeing three, three and a quarter, three and a half, bang, 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 in a rapid succession like that, that's going to be the moment where we got to start to rethink a lot here. Uh, is the is is the driver of the market, which is the debt market, is it actually going to start selling off rapidly? Because that's going to melt down the stock market. And once these events occur, you know, cash doesn't grow little wings and fly into money heaven. No, it's going to move into commodities and commodities are already starting to take off. But the big wave here is, you know, cash right now in, 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 in every environment just looks for places to go. So it's very simple to me, I think, and anyone who has an understanding of the flow of cash through markets, where it's going to go. Again, leaving the debt market, pressure on stocks into commodities. That's the next super bubble, if you want to call it that. Uh, we're going to get that, but we're going to eventually get a meltdown in this market. If they pull a Volcker, that would be a trigger. Now, you're talking about the commodities. I mean, we've already seen commodities like palladium and copper. And I mean, they're not at all time highs, but I mean, you know, from wheat to barley to sunflower oil because of the because of the sanctions put on. And a lot of the commodities are really high already. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see them going much higher. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I way, way higher. Again, wow. how I look at things is I say, okay, where is the most likely places cash is going to flow in a, in a scenario where we get a market meltdown, which is coming. I think we all know that. It's just a matter of when the debt market implosion occurs. Did you hear the ECB a couple of weeks ago? They're preparing for a blowout, their words, blowout in bond yields. Okay, so I've been calling it an implosion in the debt market, which is the driver of everything. It's a hyper bubble. That bubble, they're trying to keep it suspended via any mechanism possible. Crisis economics being a big part of it right now. Um, and when that bursts, we're going to be able to see it. We're going to be able to watch that 10-year yield. Bang, 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 bang. That's when we know we got to run for the hills with regard to the market. But people need to be spread out. Like, you know, I don't think anyone should be a one-trick pony. You got to have your assets in the right spots. You need exposure to commodities. You need to own some silver, which is my favorite asset of all time, gold, platinum, palladium as well. Um, you know, taking advantage of the market. Oil and gas producers have been doing exceedingly well, and they're going to do well moving forward based upon uh, all the, this stuff we're seeing. Goldman Sachs, no, JP Morgan yesterday, now putting a $185 target on on, uh, on wow. crude. You know. Now, let's come back to silver. You know, I've been, I've been, silver to me, you know, has been, hasn't been moving very much. I mean, it's really, in a, it's stagnant for the last couple of years where yeah. gold has gone up. You know, silver is just uh, hanging in that, that 20, mid $20 range. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. What do you, what do you see it breaking out? 
Well, I'll tell you, this is, how, first of all, we all understand what's going on. Everyone does. Everyone knows who's doing it too. It's JP Morgan. They're dumping paper. Have you ever heard of an environment where a derivative sets the price for the hard asset? Well, that's what we have here. You know, it's an incredible situation. They can pull it anywhere they want to, at least at this particular time. And that's giving people who understand where this is going to eventually go the opportunity to acquire this stuff at, at fantastically suppressed prices. I'm not even sure what the what the gold-silver ratio is right now, but I can tell you how I believe this is going to play out, Gerald. It's pretty simple to me. If if we look at uh, a scenario where you know cash is going to bleed out of the debt market, bleed out of the stock market, and move into commodities, wherever the Dow Jones Industrial Average ends up, let's say, because no one knows where the bottom is. I mean. The Federal Reserve jumped in here at Dow 6,000. You know, it could prop up this movie, uh, this whole thing. It almost is a movie, right? QE1, the market propping it up at Dow 6,000. Where's the bottom? We don't know where the bottom is. It's very possible in a, in a real meltdown scenario, we could easily, in my view, hit Dow 6,000. And what would that mean? In my view, you're going to see gold on par with the Dow. So that would be... Gold 6,000, that's at a one-to-one, may go two-to-one, and then the the ratio of gold to silver is going to probably normalize somewhere around 15-to-1. Wow. So we're talking about silver in the hundreds of dollars. At one right. So now, you know, for the people listening, and that you do what you want to do, I don't give financial advice, I'm not, it's not my field, where, where would you suggest people do? Should they contact you for more information and, and just generally give them an a overview and then have them contact you at well, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't sell any of this stuff. I just want, you know, I, I, all my information is available from my blog. I talk about it every day. I want people to sit back, understand the environment, what's going on, and then make up their own minds. I don't want anyone to do anything without having a clear understanding their own perspective on what they believe is the most likely scenario moving forward here. We are existing under a, a, under a monster, a financial Frankenstein, this global debt bubble. And that debt bubble is eventually going to burst. It's going to change the financial landscape of the entire world. It's going to lead to a resource issue on an epic scale. There's going to be pandemonium, the potential to be pandemonium in the streets around the world. And what are they going to do? Oh, I agree. They're going to exert more control, more control mechanisms and whatever else they got to throw at people. They, right now, Gerald, they want to see who's going to comply. You see, you and I and the people that follow our, our work, we're the resistance. We are the resistance. We're the ones that are fighting against all this stuff here. And we're a threat because of that. And I am certain that both of us are clearly on their radar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mortgage. Rates are now um, over 5%. Yeah. Um, where do you think uh, the housing market's going to hit? Wasn't that interesting? The information that we just got was yesterday. We found out that uh, although mortgage demand is cratering, well, a month over month, the, you know, we see, continue to see the price of real estate hit record high, record high, record high, record high. There's no correlation here, at least anymore, in this bizarre environment. You know, we're going to need to see how that plays out. I mean, in in, in a real market, um, you know, of course, you there's a supply and demand issue here. But, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I'll tell you something crazy. Right across the street, well, across here, my, a complex is being built. 
They had starting prices at 500,000. Overnight, they raised it to seven. Wow. 500,000 to 700,000 overnight. Me and my wife were driving by, we almost fell over. We're like, oh my God, that's a pretty substantial jump. Starting at 700, which was starting at 500. What an epic jump. I guess we're going to have to watch and see, see how this I think goes. the prices are going to go down, but I don't see a crash of at this point of a month. Eventually, something has to give. I yeah. mean, something has to give eventually. When? Who the freak knows? Um, I don't. I really hate to put pinpoint when things happen because there's too many variables. Too many variables. I yeah. used to try to do that, and you invariably, can't. it just it don't work. So no. I, I learned my lesson to just observe the situation come up with the most likely scenario with regard to when it's a difficult call. The um, dollar is at a two year high now. <laughs> well, the relative strength of the dollar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the dollar is going to stay strong because everybody else is in such bad shape. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. The relative strength of the dollar relative to other currencies will yeah. stay high. There's just, there's no doubt about that, but it's in absolute terms. The dollar is cratering oh, along yeah. with, with other fiat currencies. But, you know, still the U.S. dollar remains the, the prettiest bell at the ball. Um, and again, you know, when you're looking at inflation, yeah, the dollar's doing great. Oh, yeah. I just lost eight and a half percent of my buying power. And you're mm -hmm. looking at the yen now. What is it at a 20 year low or something? What yeah. And, well, that's and that's going to continue too. I really feel that. And this has been going on for a while that central banks are in a race to the bottom. They're all trying to destroy their own currencies and the new system is eventually going to come. What and when? Who freaking knows? I really don't know. You mean the but, digital? Well, how, by the way, I, I don't want to make a mistake here. How low is the yen? How many year low is it? it it's at a pretty, I don't know the exact amount, but it's it's going down. And, yeah. and, and there, what's going on over there is going to guarantee that it goes lower. I mean, look, when are people going to start screaming from rooftops? I'm waiting for it to happen not. here. They're not. No, they're, they're, not they're buying up. They're buying up more government bonds. Oh, they, they, the interest rates are that negative interest rates over there. I know. You know, and it, so it's ridiculous. And it again, a, a company, a place like Japan. I mean, how much of their petroleum do they do they import? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, by the way, um, in, in speaking of this and inflation and uh, what you see happening, where do you think and when do you think about cryptocurrencies? I am a major bull on cryptos. I've been a major bull for a long, long time. I think they're going much, much higher. Here's how I see this playing out, too. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, going back to the scenario I outlined, if we know, if people realize that cash just simply moves through markets, and I'm not just talking about the stock market, I'm talking about all aspects of the market. It kind of just moves from place to place, okay? In a meltdown scenario where we get the implosion in the debt market, debt sells off, pressure on, stock, on stocks as rates rise, and that cash is just going to seek places to go, in my opinion, we, there's a potential here, a great potential. In fact, I would say the odds are very, very high 
of cash, a lot of cash making its way also into cryptocurrencies. Let's put that into perspective real quick. If you look at the overall market capitalization of cryptocurrencies, it comes to about one DAO component, let's say like Microsoft, okay? I believe that there's the potential to see the market cap of cryptocurrencies balloon two, three, four, fivefold when this whole thing kind of implodes here. We're in kind of like a very interesting period of time here. Um, and to me, I just listened for the, the ticking time bomb. And that ticking time bomb is the debt market. And in my view, it's ticking louder and louder every day. And we just, me personally, I'm just waiting for that moment when this whole thing just less loots. And it's not just me. I've been explaining this for a very, very long time, how I believe that scenario is going to play out. But I've been backed up by several really big guns, billionaire hedge fund managers, former of Fed Chair Alan Greenspan saying the same things. So it's eventually going to occur. And then cash is just going to move. Again, cash just doesn't go to money heaven. It just looks for places to go. And that's how, in my opinion, it's going to play out moving forward. So yes, big bull on cryptos. I think um, the market cap is going to balloon at one point. Rapidly, probably. You know, my, my, my call it GSB for me, gold, silver, Bitcoin. Yeah, that's, I, uh, I, I like that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, here's you know you're talking about debt. You're looking at China with a debt to GDP debt debt to GDP ratio. It's about what three hundred and plus. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and now too, yeah. And now with all these lockdowns that they have over there, what do you what do you see happening with China? You know. I, I think, unfortunately, we're seeing a couple of things going on. Russia, China, they've, they've been against the United States for quite a long time. It looks like they're, they're strengthening their alliance here. Unfortunately, it looks to me, look, at all, look what's happening. We have nations around the world arming themselves to the teeth. We Ever since this war thing, what happened initially? Right, right off the bat, we started to see arms deals to the tune of billions of dollars, tens of billions all over the world. Something I think a lot of us believed would, would happen. And then on the back of actual war breaking out over there, we've seen uh, military budgets here in the United States and other nations balloon. So the, the nations around the world, they're arming themselves to the teeth. Uh, and we're, we, we are obviously financing that war over there. Bidenstein, I call him Bidenstein like Frankenstein, you know. Um, Bidenstein is now sending them on top of the, what was the initial allocation? Nearly 13 point something billion. Now another 2 billion going over there. So another, so 15 billion just so far. And, and it's, you know, a lot more is going over there too. So look, this is another mechanism again to keep the, where's this cash coming from? We don't have it. Well, it's going to be created magically out of thin air. So it's another way to empower central banks. It's so sick. Going back to China, where do you think they're they're headed economically? Well, you know, I'll tell you something. First of all, with regard to China, I don't believe a damn thing that comes out of there with regard to their news. It's all propaganda. I ignore it. I ignore it all because I think for years it's all just been fake propaganda. You know, so that's another thing. We're in a propaganda war. Nation, if a nation, oh, we're doing so great here in the United States. Our economy is booming. We are so strong and everyone's rich. You know, that's that's the, that's what they're trying to tell us. But meanwhile, you got personal savings rate at an all-time historic low. People tapping into the savings just to make ends meet. Personal debt, household debt, consumer debt skyrocketing. Um, and the middle class is getting squeezed to death. They're going extinct. 
It's incredible. It really is. But, you know, going back, though, with China locking down like this. Yeah. And, and you, you think they're, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you my feeling with it. Um, there are people who think China is going to go down. I don't see it happening. No, it's not happening. The way that that country ballooned since they brought them into the World Trade Organization, you look at their GDP numbers, and mm-hmm. then they come in at 2000, 2001, yeah. and it's straight up. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the growth that they've had there is remarkable for such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So will there be a down? You know, a, a, of course there will. Nothing goes straight up. No. But I don't see, I see China being the, um, within the next, oh, I'll say before, before the, possibly before the end of the decade, mm-hmm. they'll have the world's largest economy. I think you're probably right on that. Ours is in free fall here. Whatever's really going on over there, I'm not really sure. But I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think they're they're going to be a much bigger player on the world stage moving forward. There's no doubt about it. Uh, So that's going to play out just like you said. I'm certain of that. You know, you mentioned about the 13 billion, 13.6 billion that Biden gave Ukraine already. And they just announced another two something or three billion. Something 1.3 billion. billion today, and I think it was another 800 million a yeah. couple of weeks back. It's getting up there. And and you know, you drive around New York, whether it's Riverdale, the richest part of Manhattan, you know, or or the Bronx, the lower part, the roads stink the same, yeah. potholes everywhere, mm. homeless, the place is filth everywhere you look. Yeah. And sending this kind of money overseas to kill more people. It, you know, we did a poll on the Gerald Salenti Twitter. We had about 1,500 people. Who, we, we were calling it better trends. Mm. And who will win the war, the Ukraine war? Russia, Ukraine, or will it be a draw? Mm. Over almost 76% say Russia. Mm. More people say a draw than Ukraine winning. And you're sending all these weapons for a losing war to kill more people, to have more destruction. Mm -hmm. You know, we're fighters. But if somebody Mm -hmm. came in here with a gun and said, get on your knees, man. Okay, man, what do you want to do? I'm not, I'm going to fight you to the end. Boom, you're dead. You know, there's a time you got to negotiate. And these morons screaming out this crap. We're going to fight to the end. Oh, yeah. Like in the movies, the end. Are you going to die rather than peace? And we're sending the money, UK, all the European nations, sending more and more weapons to kill and destroy more with a war that's going to come to an end. And all of these fat mouths, all of these arrogant military experts and intelligence intelligence is an oxymoron when you talk about it with america and military they haven't won a war again you know those russians they thought this was going to be oh they're going to lose oh and now they're changing their tone now they're just starting to change their tone and yet they're still sending more of our money that we don't have that they're printing out of thin air Backed by nothing and printed on nothing, mm-hmm. kill more people. Yep, it's going to keep going too. I mean, that's what they're going to do. This crisis and the, every every crisis must be prolonged, like this 
COVID thing. Okay, could have been over. They don't want to end it. They want you. There's all, but people don't know. There's already another trillion dollars that must be spent. It's already been allocated for COVID. So that that's another trillion that we're going to see. Go poof. Now we got this war thing, and they're going to keep throwing money at it. Now we got Jamie Dimon, the CEO of you know Superbank, uh, J.P. Morgan over there, saying that there is an urgent need immediately for a 1.3 trillion dollar fund for this energy crisis that we have. <laughs> they're going to keep doing it, Gerald. They're going to yeah. keep finding reasons to throw cash at things because they must do it. It's the nature of the beast, the debt-based economic model. They must find a reason and create them. And make them out of thin air. Even wars, like you know, when all else fails, they take it to war. So they will continue to fund this to the tune. This is going to be in the trillions. There's no doubt about it. It's going to probably expand or at least be prolonged for years just so they can throw cash at it. And then we get another crisis. They got to throw cash at that. And then another crisis. They got to throw cash at that. It's crisis economics. That's what we have. It's bizarre. Crisis economics. You said it. And throw cash at the crisis. Yep. Right? Keep the crisis going. Keep throwing cash at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, give everyone the name of your uh, how to contact you again. Oh, traderstories.net. Follow me on YouTube. I'm I'm there all the time. I'm easy to find. Just Google me. <laughs> or whatever. Thanks so much, man. Great being on with you, Gregory. We you gotta too. do this more often. Absolutely. People that are tuning in, you're getting information from Gregory Manarino. It's the real deal here. There's no there's no holes barred. And again, it's crisis economics, as you say. Yeah. And they're going to keep bumping in more and more cash to keep it going. Yep. And uh, the, the question becomes, and that this to me is a very important question. With this inflation going yeah. and making a very bad situation worse, will they pull a Volcker? That is a great question. And like I said, look at the money supply right now. They can continue to balloon it. Go to the Fed's website. It's it's hidden in plain sight. The money supply is ballooning. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet continues to go parabolic despite the fact that they were supposed to taper. They tapered nothing. It's all game. It's a game that they play. They say one thing and they do the polar opposite. And, you know, I can't believe anyone buys a single word out of this organization here. This is what we need to do. And... The freaking Fed. George Gammon gave me this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, uh, the Fed was created by a murderer lunatic, Woodrow Wilson. He also gave us uh, <laughs> federal income taxes, too. Yeah. Gave mm-hmm. us The Fed gave us World War I and gave us federal income tax. Another great president of the United States. Unbelievable. Truly. Gregory, thank you so much. Thank and we'll you. Be back soon. And don't forget, go to trendsjournal.com. And every week, Gregory Manorino has great articles in there that will help you prepare, prevail, and prosper in these very difficult times ahead. And he's talking about the interest rates and where they're going with them. Again, you know, that I just read the, the, was it the uh, International Monetary Fund, or was a mafia federal? I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> they, they, made, they made Argentina increase their um, interest rate to 44.5%. Because they said interest rates have to be 1% above the inflation rate. Well, yeah, it ha- that's the only way they can combat it. They got to they gotta keep, that's, again, what are they doing here? These dog shit moves, they're not telling people that it's going to make inflation worse unless they were actually going to pull a Volcker. Inflation is going to surge much higher, but they can't tell people these things. They have to keep them dumbed down.
It's terrible. Thank God for people like you. Seriously. <laughs> Thank God for people like you. Ciao, ciao, Paisano. Until Take the care. next time.